Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome guys to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Um, just a quick shout out, thank you to the guys uh, who I interviewed last week from The Burning. If you managed to listen to the episode yet, or if you haven't, please do go back and listen to the one before this one. Uh, it's uh, a brilliant uh, chat with the two guys from Perth. I want to ruin it for you. It's a, a really good, they're really nice people to talk to. The album's a cracker. Um, yeah, and you also get to hear one of the songs uh, off the album, a couple of the tracks actually, which is really good. So do do uh, retrospectively pop back and listen to that um, particular episode. It was one of my favourites to do. I just want to say, yeah, big shout out and thank you. And all the response I got from the episode, from you guys and from fans and things, it's been really positive. So uh, hopefully we hear more from the band in, on other shows soon um, and we get to see them tour. That'd be great. Anyway. On to this week's show. So, Pill, Public Image Limited's new album, End of the World. Now, before we even go on to the album uh, and uh, its tracks and and sort of nuances, I just want to talk to you roughly about uh, John Lydon himself. Um, as, we, as you might not know, or you might know, Pill was formed in 70, uh, just after the Pistols, um, split up in 79 um, when they formed and he formed this new wave sort of basically started new wave really um, eclectic electro dub folk punk uh, rock um, synth uh, combo with Jar Wobble and Keith Levine now sadly uh, Keith Levine passed away this year but Jar Wobble was still with us now it was called Jar Wobble on bass because John, um, Sid Vicious couldn't say his name properly because he's always drunk because his name was John Wardle and he would call him Jar Wobble. Um, now, one of the best bass players in that form of music, possibly even one of the best in the world, really. Amazing bass player. Anyway, and so was Keith Levin, amazing guitarist, would be lost, very sadly lost. But Pill itself uh, has been, in, in some form or another, around for some time, as I've just said. They had a 17-year break uh, and then they came back um, and produced a few albums in the late uh, so mid 
2000s. Not, I've not really enjoyed, I didn't really enjoy that side of them as much as did the previous albums like Album and um, uh, First Product and all that sort of thing, the first album. Um, but the reason I want to talk about John Lydon is I think he is a national treasure. He is, uh, without doubt, one of the most um, un... No, what's the wrong one? The most sort of uh, recognisable um, voice on the planet. He has no, he has no um, qualms knowing that he's not a great singer. He's not a crooner. He never has been and never will be. Um, he wasn't with the Pistols and he's not with Peel. And even his solo album, which is brilliant, which is Psycho, Psycho's Path, which is a great album as well. No, he didn't. Uh, he knows that. But he has this way of spitting out his enunciation is unlike any other singer on the planet like he there are some moments in this new album and across his career uh, where you think i don't know how you could sing that it's not singable it's not a singable lyric if you know what i mean but it it he manages to make it work and he managed to i mean only john lydon aka um johnny rotten could get that kind of um vitriolic venom in his verbs this i mean i'm using a lot of v's here i'm using i'm being very illiterate he's very verbose yes like he can wrap his lips and and teeth and tongue around some of those words and whatever he rolls his r's and the way he spits the syllables and the way he sort of uh he rises on his inflection at the end of the note um is brilliant none of his lyrics are what you would call conventional, are they? Um, I mean, you maybe rise from the album, album, maybe rise, uh, because that's sort of a commercially um, acceptable, I suppose, if you want to say those words. And of course, he also did a single um, time bomb uh, with African Bombata, so like a sort of hip hoppy thing. And that was easy, that's quite um, pop, popish. But his main stuff is very, very um, short, sharp lyrically. And I think that really comes across in his nature. He's a very, very intelligent man, almost a um, savant. You know what I mean? He's um, He had meningitis as a young child, if you don't know that, and almost died. When he came back round, he had no memory of his parents or his family. And it took him years to get that back. And I think that... That experience alone would would give you a different look on the world. I think he spent a lot of time reading books to get memories back, and that's how he consumed history. He's very, very forthright um, person. Yes, you might not like his political stances, and you may not like his um, ethical stances, and he can be a little bit um, in your face. But that's John Lydon, isn't it? Would you want him any other way? I don't think we would, would we? Can you imagine a docile, quiet John? It just, it just, it, it, it would be against nature. I think, you know, it would just not be the right and done thing. So when he formed Public Image Limited, it was really all about uh, him getting away from the punk scene, but not too far because remember, he he would know he's a smart man, you know, he's got to make money. It's no good completely alienating yourself um, 
from the punks uh, because you just still want to keep some of your fan base. And he has such a diverse love of different music, un more, more so than you would think for someone who uh, sort of adamantly declared his hate for everything in the 70s. Uh, you know, he likes gong. Um, he enjoys jazz. Um, he does like a bit of prog, actually, you know. Um, he likes blues, rock and roll, hip-hop, you know, um, electronic, dub, particularly dub, reggae. Um, so he's got a real sort of love for all those sort of counterculture music forms, and more so than anyone else, I think. And so when he formed this band, he had this, I mean, some of the early songs are quite hard to listen to because they were experimental and I think they were experimental in a way that was more prog than you'd imagine. Very experimental um, and also very deeply personal. You know, he wrote Death Disco about his mother, his, you know, his um, mother who passed away. You know, it's a very hard one to listen to. And on this new album, of course, we have nods to his dear departed wife who died this year, uh, Nora, uh, um, who he married um, back in the early 80s. Um, and love of his life, you know, much older than him, uh, a different ethnic background, German, um, him being a you know of Irish London descent, uh, but they 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 found it worked for them, and they had a you know they had a I'm sure a good life and a long married life, and it's sad that she was taken away with uh, for the last few years of her life. He was a, a full-time carer when she had dementia or Alzheimer's, one of those forms of, of horrible crippling mental illnesses that we're all touched by, and myself included with my father at the moment, um, and friends, parents, and so on. Um, so, you know, he um, he does have this soft side to him as well, and you'll find it out when I talk about the album on the, later on in the show. But um, this album, what do I say about it? Truly, truly, I, I mean this, I really mean this when I say this. Um, I think this is the best pill album since I would probably honestly say since Metal Box and that's a big call I really love album and I love this is what it's for and all that I do but this this um, this album just it has it makes me move it makes me move people in a way that I don't expect myself to move um, I put it on uh, there's a particular track uh, Northwest Passage, which is on later on the album, which has one of the funkiest, most addictive bass lines. And me being a bass player, I really appreciate it. Um, I cannot help but move. I cannot help but, you know, I dance. And I'm not a dancer or dancer. I'm not a dancer or a romancer. Uh, no, I'm, I'm a romancer. I'm just not a dancer. No, I'm not. I don't dance. And genuinely, I mean, you know, I jump up and down or I bang my head. Um, that's mainly what. I do, unless I'm very, very drunk at people's weddings, and then I may be inclined to do something on a dance floor, but I usually have to be extremely inebriated, or one t too many to the uh, too many sheets to the wind, as they say. But I do. I feel myself moving. The other, only other band that does that to me is Killing Joke, and this album has such a Killing Joke vibe, uh, and that's not saying they copy Killing Joke. It's just they've sort of tapped into that dub punk um zeitgeist that that killing joke also sort of engineered and pioneered back in the early 
uh, late 70s, early 80s, you know, um, and everyone knows if listen to the show how much I love Killing Joke as a band. So it's quite fantastic to hear these rhythms. And there's some rhythms on the, on the album that almost throw back to uh, the very late 70s with the very first Pill albums. So I don't know whether he's pulled those rhythms out or he's or they've just sort of tapped into it. But the band he's with now has been with them for some time. Okay, so he's sort of used to the way they play. They were quite a eclectic mix of folk musicians and you know um, punk and pop rock musicians, and it goes to show with this album. Lyrically, it's the most addictive lyric I think he's ever written. Um, sonically, it's the best I've ever heard his voice. Uh, I really mean that. I mean, outside of the never mind the bollocks, of course. I'm talking about solo work. Um, it's the best I've heard him. He he almost audibly drips with cynicism, sadness, um, vitriol, anger, um, and, and 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 swathes of 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 um, of sort of almost of resentment and resigning to the the way that the life is at the moment. A particular track. Um, um, stupid again, which we'll talk about again later on. Is you know it really is so sublimely him, um, and it, you feel it. I mean, I, I can't. I come away. I come away from this album, guys, and I find myself you know, singing along, whistling, you know, repeating the lyric to myself. And you know, I've asked people to listen to it subsequently. Um, I asked John to listen to it. He quite liked it. Um, you know, it's not his thing, but he quite liked it. He said it was listenable. Um, others, I've asked other people to listen to it, and they don't seem to see what I see in it, which is interesting because I find it, you know, absolutely beguiling as an album. Um, I'd have to go and put it up there right now as we speak. One of my favourite albums of all time. I, I'm, and that's a big call. I don't mean the metal scene. I'm, I'm talking about the new wave in that category, um, along with um, Drums and Wires by X XTC. Album by Peel, um, quite a few other things, you know. Like I don't want to go into that; it's a different subject. But it is really at this moment. I might, be, it might be, I might be as, as John Lydon might say, I once said, a fair-weathered friend. But um, it is just, yeah, astounding, and I, and I can't oversell it enough. I really, really can't. In fact, I get my copy of it today. Um, hopefully, I've got um, my. Uh, I've got my new print of it in white vinyl. We played at 45 RPM. It gets picked up today and delivered, which should be good. I might even do an unboxing video for that. I did one the other day for the new Heads for the Dead video. Um, feel a bit uncomfortable. Never done one before. Feels a bit silly, but you know, I've got some good views. A few quite liked it. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what to say. I can't. I cannot find a single fault to this album. I can't find a bad thing. It's all killer no filler and it it moves in such a way that um it's it's heavy then it's bluesy then it's jazzy then it's soulful then it's electronic then it's dubby it's it's just um i think really if you were going to review it one word the word would be delicious it is a feast for the senses in every aspect um i just love isn't you know he's short sharp lyrical stabs um they're not over wordy his his um 
his songs and some of them you know you can read a lot into them I'm going to try and read you know me I like to do that I do like to analyze a lyric and I'm going to try to read into the lyric for this album so if I if if what I get from it is different to what you get from it um, do understand that this stuff is all about um, subjectiveness and what I think it is doesn't mean it's the, the truth of course unless the band as the singer has actually said that's what it's about I'm going to tell you what I think it's about um, anyway enough wobbling for me I wobbling wobbling I can wobble I want to weevil wobbles you know weevil wobbles but they don't fall down remember those toys when we were kids little plastic eggs that you used to roll they couldn't fall over Anyway, I had the bus, I think, you put them all in, and then you pushed the bus along and they moved up and down. I was only a, a young young boy at the time, so who knows. Anyway, enough silliness. Um, I will talk to you on the other side after I had some more tea. We had some ads, and then we'll go through a quick track-by-track -track summary of this amazing masterwork by Peel, End of the World. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye for now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Welcome back guys to part two of this review of Public Image Limited's End of the World. Um, so as I said at the beginning of the show, I eulogized and then I wiped myself down and then I talked about the album. <laughs> no, 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 silly me. Um, it, it, was, it is a brilliant album. Um, I mean, John Lydon, as you might know, is one of my heroes. So it's, although, as I said, I didn't like the the a couple of I don't like everything he does I've been there's a couple of albums I wouldn't I just don't play I just don't enjoy them they're too harsh too angular too aggressive and that's coming from someone who likes a death metal I'm talking about for his kind of music now it is a it's released on vinyl at the moment and on CD and streaming if you buy the record it is um, a, a two disc set uh, played at 45 um, and it's so that you can get the reason they play it at 45 is better sound, according to all the audio blogs. Okay, it's just to, it's just to get um, a tighter, um, a less tight groove on the album, and so that you get a more deeper, richer sound, according to people. Like, you know, if I mean, I've got a few. I can't really tell the difference, to be honest with you, but that that's okay. Now the album opens with um, the audacious and wonderful Penge. Now, I'm going to turn up, hang on, one second. Um, yeah, Penge. Now, Penge is a suburb of London. I think it's South London. I I think I may have passed through it once. Um, the way that John, uh, I, I, I think he's got an issue with, with that part of London. He's a North Londoner. He is from, um, from Finsbury Park. So possibly... It's just his hatred of of other parts of London, and he does have a vitriol dislike for other parts of London. Um, it is really heavy. It open up opens up sounding very much like a Killing Joke track to me. It's got that sort of um, I don't know, very sort of dirty synth ridden guitar, great drum beat in it, and then a really catchy lyric. Welcome to Penge. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the chorus, right? The path that leads to the way by the sea, away from the harbour where the eyes cannot see. I'll see you there. You'll be seeing me early morning in the fog, the depths of misery. Welcome to Penge. Because it's on the way to the coast. Um, out from London is Penge. Okay. Um, it's just, yeah. I mean, I don't... Okay, I, I, here's a line here which I really love. He says it the way he sings this. All of us are abandoned here and branded to pity. To pity. But the way he says it, the way he enunciates that word, almost splits it into two, and sings it as two different words, is just fantastic. It's an amazing opener. Um, and I feel sorry for people that are listening to this who do live in Penge because he does seem to write a bad, um, make it sound like it's awful there. Uh, and it, you know, I mean, I don't know what he was doing on the way to Penge, unless he's got family there. I mean, it is a funny sounding name, but then again, you get that in all sorts of suburbs in London, don't you? You know, um, but Penge, yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's a brilliant, brilliant opener, brilliant opener. Um, and then we sort of move on um, in in the same musical vein, in the same musical aggression uh, to the. the um, next track, which is End of the World, the title track. This has the catchiest guitar I have ever had the privilege to hear in a non 
metal hardcore way. It is so catchy. I don't know what the guitarist, what he was doing, how he gets his sound, but it's angular, it's modernist, it's it's just beautiful in every way, right? It's absolutely just awe-inspiring, right? And one and and I just think that it's the most it's so addictive. I played that song maybe back to back four or five times. Now on guitar is Lou Edmonds or Robert David Lou Edmonds. Born in 1957, he's an English rock and folk musician. Currently, as of 2018, vocalist and Saz and Kumbus player in the Mekons. I don't know what Kumbus is or Saz, but I'm sure you could have a look at it up and find out. He can play the bazooki. Shut that bloody bazooki player up, as his friends would say. Um, he's from Hertfordshire in England, not far from where I'm from, Willingarden City, originally. And um, yeah, he's been with, with Peel now for quite some time. And uh, he's just an absolute, that sound, um, he grew up in Poland apparently, in South America and Russia and Cyprus. That's why he's got all those musical um, connections, I think. But it, there's a sort of folkness to his guitar. Um, and when you look at him, you wouldn't think that he'd be in pill. And no disrespect to him, but he just, you know, wouldn't you wouldn't think that, you know. And then you've got, um, you've got, Scott Firth on bass, uh, and now he uh, has played with almost everyone, right? Truly, um, he's just been around the, the, the boards for so long. He was born in 1963, uh, he plays guitar as well. Um, he's also a record producer, jazz, pop, rock, alternative for Birkenhead, Birkenhead in London, um, in England, sorry. Uh, yeah, he's just been around the, around the boards. Uh, Joan Armour Trading. Um, John Mart Martin, Stevie Winwood, Elvis Costello, um, Julia Fordman, Sarah Jane Morris, or, I mean, you know, to name a few. So, you know, pretty great and a real, I mean, as I said before, the bass is just, it's this thing that I really draw, I'm drawn to there. And then on, on drums, we've got Bruce Smith. He was born on 14th of December, 1960 in California. Now he was married, I believe, to Nina Cherry for a little while. And he's originally from, um, uh, he, he's originally, he grew up in, in, in Bristol, though in the UK. Uh, he's played again with, with everyone, I mean, who he hasn't played with, but mainly the pop group. So he helped found the, the, the punk band, the pop group in 1977. Um, the, budge, the Budgie, the Slits, uh, um, you know, Rig, Rag and Panic, um, all sorts of things like, he wasn't, I don't think he played with Rick Wagon Panic, but he helped form them, which was uh, a pretty amazing feat. Anyway, so back to the back to the album. So the second one, as I said, is End of the World, the, the title track. And it has, again, this amazing guitar that draws you in um, and pulls you... Oh, like, and the lyrics, so it, it, it's got this, this really... A great lyric. Down it starts. Goes down over the edge where the cliff top is bleak. Me and you together here, cheekily to cheek. And it's the way he says that as well. The way he enunciates cheekily to cheek. And then no surrender. Down over the edge. The end of the world. Deeper the danger. The higher the peak. One thing is certain. It ain't you and me that's weak. No surrender to the end of the world. No pretenders. The end of the world. Um, again, I think this comes about as a song. If I think about it, probably, you know, 
from the belly of COVID, I mean, as most modern sort of nihilistic songs are now. Also, maybe the loss of Nora, um, thinking it is the end of his world, and he wants to just keep dancing with her, and um, there is no pretend, there's no one for him to be with but her. I do get that feeling. It is a, a, a nihilistic song, but also I feel it is, a, it is a sort of touching out to his, his dear loved wife who died only recently. Um, I mean, it is, it's a hard song. It's a hard, I think, um, like the lyric, no place for the weak to the end of the world, no pretenders, it's the end of the world. Um, yeah, he can have that nihilism, can't he? He can have that self-replicate, well, you know, he can just look at inward and outward in the same time. It's his, his talent to, to look beyond the English language and find um, usage for things in sentences that would not and should not work. Um, he once, you know, said, you know, when Nevermind the Bollocks came out and they were trying to get sued, but they were trying to, the government were trying to sue them over the word bollocks. Um, which is an old English word for nonsense. Um, he turned around and said, ask me how I'm using the word. Don't tell me how I'm using the word. That's, it's, my, it's my language. It's, I will use it how I want. And I couldn't, have been, I couldn't have said it better in my life if I tried to. It's you know, absolutely wonderful. Then we get on to one of the fun songs of the album. I have no idea what this song is about, apart from what it's actually lyrically about. It's called Car Chase. Um, it sound, it, 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 again, it really rolls on. The first three songs on this album just roll together in such a way that you think, this, how can this album get any better? You, you think, I don't know how this song is going to get better again. Um, it's got John's um, wonderful enunciation. Uh, he can really sing. Man, he can sing. He, he may not tell people he can. He might not think he can, but he can really sing. And it's a lovely, almost, I get his image with this lyric, like he's, that he's, um, it's about his mental health because I feel when I listen to the song it's about a mental patient and I'm sorry to say mental patient a patient with mental needs defic deficiencies um, getting out of an institution over the weekends because you do get weekend we used to get um, weekend release um, patients and they, they let me out there's the lyric they let me out on the weekends they kick me out in the dark I like to think that I'm starkers which is for those that are not English means naked on my head I'm carved I carved a big question mark car chase I don't get bothered I don't get bored I get ignored run around in the forest keep me strong on the heel I like the lights in the car park I like the way they spread and spread them apart car chase you see the way he says um, when he says keep me strong on me heel very that's his dub that's his reggae root because that's reggae use that those wordings right um and, and you go you know he gets um he says i get at cash and carry i'm dreaming smash and grab me i'm pleasing i'm on my own for a reason i am the man for all seasons car chase um go run around in the forest in the fields i keep strong on me heel I, I yeah i just get this image that in this song um it's this brilliant synth in it as well um, in the background and the drumming is just 
it sounds like he's using an electric drum kit but i've watched the videos and it's a real kit uh it must be the way it's tweaked in the studio because it has this sort of throwback to the 90s late 80s almost you know um early drum kit sound electric drum kit sound it has that and it makes no sense as a song unless you do think that's probably what is happening he's probably portraying himself that he himself is letting himself out away from his mental anguish on the weekends running around in the dark with a big question mark basically why yeah i mean he did the same thing with bodies did he not when that lady that girl turned up at his doorstep with a fetus in the plastic bag the plastic see-through handbag when he wrote bodies which is in my mind the greatest punk song of them all um it's so dark and so beautiful and so clever for a boy of his age it's just ridiculous um and this sort of feels like that it feels like he's playing in the same the same ballpark you know now running on from that one we then get being stupid again okay now this one i've got to spend some time with because this one really 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 struck a chord with me um we sort of live sadly you know we in a sort of woke environment now um we do there are there are good things that have come from it absolutely there are there are absurdities coming from it now where we have been we have been ideologically theologically and sociologically bound by the ethos and ideas of people with no life experience who look back over their shoulders at what they think is offensive and what they think is not right about the last period of human history and they want to ignore it rewrite it and change it and it's absolutely nonsense pure and utter nonsense um i i know i'm going to get a little bit of stick from this but it's the truth right guys i i don't i'm not anti people with views i just think and i also do agree that there is it has done wonderful things e, e around re around um, gender equality and um, racial equality and equality in general for everything but what John, John is saying here okay in this song um, being stupid again is that these ideologies that we are all suffering under at the moment are usually come from a handful of um, so-called intellectuals yeah and they're intellectuals that have too much access to too much inf too much information and are, are far too young in their lives to actually realize the harm that they're doing right um and the, here's the lyric right i'm going to read it to you i'm going to read it to you all the way through because i think you need to listen to this so if you hadn't heard the song okay it goes oh no you're being stupid again well done it's the students again see it's a handful of intellectuals now really clever here okay and it goes ban the bomb save the whale give peace a chance so what he's saying there is these three idioms um were spouted around in the 60s and 70s and sadly didn't actually do anything didn't fix a thing again it's his attack at hippiedom uh, i don't mind that you know me i don't have a, you know i have no issues with that um but then he goes on and says this 
You're being sponges again. You're being minges again, which is an English term for um, idiot. Okay, filled to the brim, or Marx and Lenin again. See again. So, because back in the sixties and seventies, it was all about um, uh, workers' rights and 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 Lenin and Marxism and. Uh, and sort of, you know, even the punk movement was very much like that again. So in the hands of some pseudo-intellectuals, they were pretending to be what they weren't. And again, he says, they're pretending you're students again, being stupid again. Well done, it's students again. So it's saying that you've got, some of these people, some of the older people in our world have regressed. We've regressed back to being you know, that sort of, you know, tie-dyed, um, long-haired uh, you know hippie or that that you know that angle cut aggressive punk neo anarchistic character you know the 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 crasses of this world and the, you know he says men in men into women and back into men again and again or banning all men you're being stupid again happy dippy happy trippy dippy shit you're being students again i love it see so he's gone on about how, you know, again, gender equation has gone strangely the wrong way in sport and in life. And then he's saying, stop being hippie again. You're, you're, just, you're, you're trying to be all seasons to all men and, and women and it doesn't work. And here's a great line. I read this when it first came out in the Daily Mail. I know, sorry, I read the Daily Mail. Yes, I'm, I just do it for a bit of laugh. I do like the sports page. Okay, I could say I read it in the Times, but I'd be lying, wouldn't I? Um, it says, all math is racist. So I, I, I saw that on a TikTok um, and uh, it's that some woman came out some in America saying that maths was racist, although they call it math, don't they? Maths was racist. I mean, what an unbelievably stupid concept. Absolute. How can something as finite and unchangeable as mathematics and uh, the core of all life and, and, and exist, existence, the unmutable, unchangeable maths be racist? Anyway. Uh, passive ag aggressive again and again all acceptors are deads you're all stupid again well here's a question again does that make me racist again um it's and then he repeats it ban the bomb save the world give peace a chance but the way he says give peace a chance is gorgeous as well so really clever song i mean for its time for when it's being released a is quite dangerous because there could be people that could pull him apart for that i mean it's hidden in the album so and I don't think John is as relevant to the um, sort of the, the, the new new kids as he would have been, you know, back in 77, 78, when people actually listened to people and, and people made a difference. Now it's just um, hear it. That's the gospel truth. It must be the gospel truth. All maths is racist. Must be gospel truth um, because someone has said it. I've seen it on TikTok. That and again, as the music as well has this brilliant synthy swaying guitar that comes in and out with this brilliant drumming. And it, I mean, as as a piece of music, take the lyric out of it, it is one of my favourites on the album. And then we get walls. Now I was singing walls when I first got this, listened to this because I didn't have the lyric sheet to it. Um, and it, it's this is a, again about the boundaries he finds himself in, and the world he finds himself in um, and are breaking out of those boundaries again I think that's to do with the new life he has outside of his wife being gone and finding that he's now no longer caring having to care 24-7 which was really hard 
for anyone, especially create someone as creative as John, um, and so loving as him, uh, to then have then be suddenly have this now freedom and time, and he's breaking out of his walls. Your ignorance will be your fall from grace. Mortons and morons on the, to the slaughter. No one will keep their place. No one will respect your space. How do you? How can you know that this? is a human race you have no history just come political just some political mystery some you, you some you conceit without teeth all these walls that you find around you all these walls so lovingly surrounding you hand o- over your keys if you don't need these go be a friend a friend to the thief now um defend your grief defend your police um again then you get deeper into the lyric and you think well now he's talking about um, probably race barriers so he's double dueling the lyric here you see um, and it's a love the way he sings so lovingly surrounding you locks on your doors and he, then he's, he has this way of speaking a lyric right and he says locks on your doors what are they for wires and fences are they not divisions and defenses protections in place from the human race all of these walls that you find around you all of these walls so lovingly surrounding you so I think he's also talking about um, the lack of community that we don't don't longer blend in a community. So he, I think it's all about his mental state. That he's free in a weird, unhappy way. They can now do more, and I'm sure Nora would want him to do so. And he's also talking about the lack of community um, togetherness. Um, it's uh, yeah. I won't go into everything because I want you to listen to it. That's the basics of it. Again, really fantastic sort of symbol work that really makes your shoulders move. I was danced to this song. I really, really got into it. Again, it's just so lush, so um, so danceable. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but guys, it's really danceable. You know, he, he at the end of the day, he makes really good music. And the musicians he, he hangs around with are of very high standard. And why wouldn't they be? It's John Lydon. He's like the, you know, he's like the king, isn't he? Um, and then we get a pretty awful. Okay, this one is a bit odd, um, but I found myself standing in the queue at Woolies, which is in, in Australia the equivalent to, say, maybe a Walmart in the, U- in the US or um, Tesco's or Sainsbury's in the UK. Uh, and I started singing the lyrics to the song. And I, like, it opens up with brilliant, sort of very Johnish. Um, sort of uh, you remember the, the the butter adverts he did he got in a lot of trouble for a couple of years ago very sound kind of character goes hello Flo it's it's just you know fancy meeting you here it's just sort of oh, I don't know it's just yeah you can't come around here not looking like that you, and then he I'm sorry I swear he says you fucking little sad sack is that a wanker's Mac you're looking ill again I don't like the way you complain well nice to see you never again um, now this could be an attack at someone maybe a family member maybe an old acquaintance that doesn't that's twisted in the wrong way i don't think i don't think this is a personal uh introspective song i think this is this is about someone or some or people like there's a really great lyric here it says you smell like a bag of mice hope to never see you and he's pausing us twice the shoes you choose the ties that, that you tie as a noose and your pants well they're pants romany of romance again I said before in it, sometimes I don't know how he's using these words or even why he's using them. I think he's using them because they sound, I mean, he did say in the pistols that sometimes he uses words because they sound musical and they 
move in the musical form um, and don't always mean anything. Uh, so, you know, that could just be this on this one. Because I like the way your toes all curl up like your nose. New squadrons of flies synchronize your twirls, knickknacks and brick bracks and TikToks and chalky drops. And then the, the, the chorus is pretty awful as a girl, but I like you. Um, see, I, again, I don't know. I mean, is it is this? I mean, this like, this is a weird song. I'm not going to try and analyze it too really because I really can't get to the bottom of it unless he tells us exactly what it's about. I don't actually know what it's about. Um, sorry, computer's decided to freeze itself. One second. Oh damn! There we there we go. Oh, it's rock and roll, this, isn't it? Hang on. So, as I was saying, sorry, folks. I need, I do need to see the screen because if I don't see the screen, I can't, um, I can't actually do any editing as I, because I edit as I go. One second. There we go. Stupid. I have to type. Two-handed typing. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm a one-handed. I can't do it one-handedly. Anyway. <sighs> that was a nice break, wasn't it? Anyway, um, <laughs> that is what you come here for, isn't it? So I, I don't, I said, I didn't really know. I don't know. I just feel, um, and right at the end, he goes, we've all done worse. Um, so I don't know whether it's a, a, a an admission to the woman he's, he's he once knew. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's very catchy. The lyric, the chorus is extremely catchy. I'm not going to try and read more into it because I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. And normally I do. So I'm going to have to wait until I've listened to this more than a handful of times. I might even um, go on his, he can go, Leiden's very good at that. He will, he'll give you an idea of, um, of what's, you know, he'll, he'll answer you about his lyrics on his website. So I might have to look into that. Anyway, I'm just going to quickly go and get, um, another cup of tea. I'm going to pause for a second. It will sound like no time at all, but I'm going to pause right now. I'm back. You didn't even know I'd gone, did you? Did you miss me? No, I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> anyway, um, the next song is um, Strange, is the next track on in this album. And this one um, is, again, a really addictive um, dance beat. Uh, that's all I can say, really. Uh, it, it, it's un unusual time signature um, it's got a uh, again I'll read I'll read the lyric it says in the night I have the moon and in the day I have the Sun but in between I have to run from the lizard demon my only weapon is I am a man I am human between the lines there is the evil the jealous fate before you reason life strange wild wild as the trees they are my steeple the rock and dome home of my people the burning bush is my abraxas my divine computer, least I am a man. It, um, again, I think this uh, this says it all, really, doesn't it? This says, this says, um, I don't know what this says. This says to me <laughs> that John, uh, again, it could be that he's um, speaking of. He's using his mind in the indigenous uh, First Nations of the world because he's talking about the rock and dome as being his 
steeple and the trees where he lives and the abraxas is a deep is a demon from the bible um oh, no i think it's a meso no hang on no i'll pause that i'm going to tell you what that is one second i did write this down one moment i thought i knew what it was and then my brain's gone that's not correct actually sorry wrong that's up that's another thing it means my savior my beauty so my abraxas so it's his savior um i think it could also be his connection with uh, nature I don't know I don't know if John's very much a nature kind of loving kind of guy but um, you know I don't get that feeling uh, with him but th again it's, it's a song that um, musically I find myself uh, when it does when the chorus when he sings life strange it's really pained it's really torturous in his vocal um, but so um, so addictive so uh, I don't know. I got pulled to it. I really did. Um, I can't say much more about it, really. It's just a very strange lyric. And that's probably why it's called Strange. He probably just threw some words together. Because um, life is strange, isn't it? You know, you know. I mean, he's talked about on this album or so far, he's, in my opinion, he's talked about, um, you know, communities having walls around them and his own personal space breaking free. He's talked about um, the stupidity of, of, of um, over-educated and under-experienced people ruling the world with silly ideas. And then he's got this strange one. Well, life's strange. And it is strange, isn't it? You know? Now, we come on to Down on the Clown. Okay, Down on the Clown. Um, yeah. Wow. I don't know what to say. This Musically, again, it's very similar um, it, this album does a very strange thing in my opinion it starts up with the first three songs very heavy and then in the middle of it it sort of becomes very dancey and very um, almost jazz like and then at the end it becomes very bluesy and very quiet and sad um, you know, the lyric on here is again, the rain keeps coming down on his own again on his clown on the clown again clouds again crowds of pain and the shame the rain keeps coming down on the clown again this is a look th th nothing much you can say about this um that it's about honestly it's about he is a clown he's um a fool he, he plays the fool he might like a lot of clowns he's got a bright and outside shiny uh, you know laughable exterior but inside he's really hurting and i think that's him here i think he's talking about Again, this is a very personal album. I think this is sort of him looking at the life after Nora. It is the end of the world for him. Um, and for a lot of people, when they lose their loved ones that have been with a long time uh, and they love dearly, their soulmate, their soulmates and their partners, um, that could be family as well. could be the end of their world. you know. And this is a really beautiful, sad song. Again, it's in that sad motif you get after strange um, it's upbeat then it's coming down and then it goes upbeat and it goes down again this album's got a really great trade-off right a really great trade-off and musically it's I think it's if I said it was all killer no filler it's probably the weakest musically on the album but that being I'm being very picky here when I say that you know it's verbose you know it's quite a it's very sad it does come quite off the end of strange it does it sort of it feels that, that if you were thinking about this album it was almost like a bit of a mental breakdown actually you know all manic at the beginning and then all really 
coming to terms and sadness to, at the end. It's a really, really fabulous um, piece of art. And that's what it is, it's art. Um, you know, and it is, it's quite, there's an echoey to the drum beat, there's an echo in the vocal, it's almost distant um, sadness, you know. And then we get to, now, this one is really jazzy, okay. I feel this is jazzy. This is him going, I'm going to make a bit of, we just had two quite dour songs. Let's have a bit of fun here. And the next song is called Dirty Mucky Delight. I am in awe of the craziness of this piece of jazz-infused, dub fusion punk-esque kind of music. Um, the lyric is just, it's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, she might as well be a dinner bell. Smile a simple pimply crack. Put the dagger in your back. Not much in size and height, despite spite. The hollow glare, the sour stare. She knows you're easily led. Sections that put your in your head. Donkey, carrot and stick. Know how slowly you tick. Like knowing all your needs, like go knowing all your greeds. Feeling, feeding all the weeds, like dealing in disease. Like spit in the breeze, so eager to please. When you're digging in the dirt, you'll be down in the hurt. A dirty, mucky delight. I mean, sorry. <laughs> it's just... Um, and again, this is John taking random words, maybe telling a story, who knows, but filling this strange, off-tempoed jazz music, which and it is, it's, it's very jazzy, so don't get it wrong, I'm not doing jazz hands, I am, I'm doing them now, you can't see me, jazz hands. When I say jazz, don't go running away if you're not a jazz person. It's not like Miles Davis or bip bap boop 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 scat scat, none of that, none of that stuff. No, 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 it's just got a very jazzy, off-kilter, almost non-sequitur feeling music in, in it. And um, it just, it makes you smile. And if anything's going to make you smile in the world, let's have it. Because after those last two songs, you do need it. And then you go to do that, the do that. This is very strange again. This is um another jazzy feel. Again, remember I told you that it's almost segmented this album. Segmented? Segmented. And this is the section where it's got all the very jazzy um, connotations um, in the lyric. And it's got a sort of, I don't know, a scattiness to it. Um, you know, You know, I won't do this and I won't do that and I won't eat this and I won't eat that. I won't talk this and I won't talk that and all that tricky yakety yak. And it, you can imagine, that, I'm not singing it very well, but you can imagine the, the, the way that it is, that it bounces through the lyric, through the song, okay? It's really smart. And again, it's very bongo-esque. Um, I can just imagine, Have you ever, do you ever remember, uh, if any of you watched The Far Show, and I loved The Far Show back in the 90s, with they had the character, you know, um, nice, the jazz man, you know, nice. Um, I just imagine them playing on stage. This song being played on stage behind them. It's just like just the way he says, "I won't do this, and I won't do that, and I won't do this, and I won't do that, and I might do this, and I will do that." Um, I can do this, and I can do that, and I can do 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 this, do that. It's just so playful, and I think again, this is a the way that he's looked at the album and gone, well, we've got a bit, we had some fun at the beginning, we've got a bit dark, let's have some fun again now. And that's where you get 
with both um, Dirty Mucky Delight and the Do That song. <laughs> it does look and see I'm laughing it made me laugh and it still makes me laugh when I listen to it and I don't know if that, I mean that John if you're listening and if you are God I'm, I've uh, you know pinch me I'm going to heaven if you're listening to my show John but if you are um, this really does make me smile and thank you for it and then we got the next one which is LFCF okay now LFCF um, is abbreviated because it's a long title, okay? It actually stands for um, Liars, Fakes, Cheats, and Frauds. Now, this one has a very... When he sings this, anyone that's listened to The Water Boys, I mean, a lot of you guys out there, I hope you're opening your mind and listening to new music while I'm talking about this. So it may not be the thrashy, deaf stuff you're listening to, or, or it's just music that I love. But The Water Boys' last album, the way that the singer enunciates some of the words... It, this has a feeling that it almost sounds like he's being living in America too long. It has an American twist to his lyric, to his, to his enunciation. Um, and it's, again, like he says things here like, um, I was willing and I was waiting. You're fucking irritating. Another no show. That's how the show goes. Roaming around in Romford for a meeting that you wanted. Be patient, never ending. No points in you pretending. Respectfully intending. So me patient was never ending. Again, me pa that, that whole dub Jamaica sound, you know, fantastic. Um, no points for pretending. You could not write what I write. You cannot do what I do. So I left you with no respect. Um, wrap it up, Mickey Mouse, mimicry and Disney. But I like it. Oh, and you hate me. Love it when you slate me, uh, but you cannot fake me. Again, I think this is just about, this is his ego. Now, this is his um, disrespect for the UK press and the world's press and the people, way the things that people write about him and his own thoughts and ideas. He may have had a meeting, same thing with Romford. Now, Romford is in the east end of London, almost Essex. is where my family are all from. I am a West Ham man, after all. I'm not born from in Romford. I was born in North London, but my family are from the east end. And, um, yeah, so he may have had a meeting there. They didn't turn up. And... Who knows, it might have been an interview for some music magazine. And he thought, well, you know, don't write about me. You don't know anything about me. You have no idea. You can't write something you didn't interview me about. I mean, that's probably what that's about. But it's got a brilliant chorus. Just the way he says, sings liars, cheats. Liars, fakes, cheats, and frauds. It's just, um, it's it's Peel at its very best. It's John Lydon at his grooviest, I think. Again, um, some really... Um, unusual musical signatures and real fantastic um, I don't know oh, und almost undescribable in, in my in me for me and that's quite saying something you say Tony you can't describe it what do you mean um, and then we get to Northwest pa Northwest Passage the second to last song and I cannot stop playing this song I'm gonna learn this bass line and I'm gonna play it it is it is just um, I mean the song itself I don't quite understand where it sits in the story on the album or even the, the what he's coming from um, but he basically says in the lyric I've got to take the Northwest Passage this evening I've got to think this one over by the end of the night another challenge is it could be a danger a dangerous life relieving believing from the damages of the parasites could have been the end of my life could have been a dangerous life barely a future I've got to take the Northwest Passage this evening I've got to think this one over by the end of the night. I think 
but maybe let's just say that he's got some really serious decisions to make and he's using the concept of Northwest Passage, which is Alaska, um, Canada way. Um, there's my, there's my, my wonderful, um, uh, wonderful use of, uh, of, um, of uh, geography. I know something about the Northwest Passage anyway. So it's very dangerous. It's a very dangerous route, what it used to be. I think it still is. Um, and it's a shortcut, but it's also dangerous. And I think this is what he's probably trying to say. I've got, I can take this route. It's quicker, but it's dangerous to me. And I've got to make my mind up. Um, no planes, no cars, no trains. Me and the doggies and the sledge. And he goes, mush, mush, mushy, mush, mush. Now, I mean, again, is it, is it, am I overthinking it? Is it just him writing a song about him going um, on holiday through on, on, a, on a husky sledge? It might be. And if so, fantastic. If not, then I'm overthinking it. But I tend to do that anyway. You know that, guys. You love me for it, don't you? You love me for it. But it is, again, one of the simplest bass lines I've heard in a long time. Um, but every fourth bar has this amazing little um, movement that's so beautifully done. It's possibly one of my favorite bass lines ever so simple repeated the same all the way through no magic walking up and down no strange and it just really holding in um and it really hits you in the face now i almost forget what the bloody song is about i'm so enwrapped in the bass line of this song and then we come to the very last track um a one that i would like to commend john for um not that i wouldn't commend him anyway because i will but this is called Hawaii, and I think uh, that he's even said that this is about Nora and, and his life with her and what's happened after her going, and it's probably something to do their favorite place that they would go to. It's got a lovely Hawaiian-y kind of feel in the music. It feels he's genuinely, he's genuinely opening his heart in this song. There's no fakery here. There's no fakery with John anyway, but there's no fakery here. Um, Falling in our hearts, here again, Hawaii. We hear you and me, aloha. Well, hello there, aloha, Hawaii. Um, all journeys end, some begin again. We hear you and me, Hawaii. Remember me, I remember you. Now, anyone that's in a, a long-term and loving relationship will feel that really pull the heartstrings. Even the coldest of us, of us out there um, will... Listen, can't really help but listen to this song. And if you know what it's about, it's just lovely. It's just, it's a man that's known for his vitriol and anger and his distrust and his, um, his, you know, his just annoyance at the world. Yeah, he writes this beautiful song because, you know, he he took he took control of Ariup's children. And her, him and Nora, when Ariup died a few years ago, she was Nora's daughter and um, she was in the Slits, a singer of the Slits, and she died and of cancer, horrible, very young and very sad. And they took the children in and they raised them. Uh, and then, of course, John has to then fight the demon of dementia in his wife, uh, you know, and not knowing who she he her not knowing who he is, living in an institution, um, just basically like the dead, 
you know, um, physically alive, mentally dead, and very, very heart. It hurts the heart basically, and um, this song when you listen to it, and I've played it. You know, right? He says, "You are loved. Remember me. I remember you." <sighs> I, I, it, you know. I like to think. You know that there is a place, maybe not heaven, maybe not a hell, in that hocus and pocus, but a place where he will be with Nora again, and they can be together again. You know, um, he's such a complicated and tortured soul. He's so ch such a. He's so. He, I think the world is too small for him in some respects. You know, and he sees it, the world in such a way. And he writes this beautiful music, and he writes it well, the lyrics, and he sings his wonderful songs. And you think to yourself, "Thanks, John. You, you know, for fifty-five minutes, you've just filled my world world with story, music, laughter, and sadness. And that's what this album does for me. And that's why I think it's one of the best albums I have heard in the last twenty years. Now I've rambled on. I've gone over an hour. I couldn't really." hold it any lower I couldn't bring it any shorter I don't know how I can edit it out I mean I mean I could edit me tapping the keyboard for a few seconds but that's kind of difficult to you know that's what you come for anyway that's me for this week please do listen to the album please let me know what you think of it it may not touch you in the same way you might put it on and go what's he talking what is Tony talking about but it just touches me and 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 that's all you can ask for with fine with good art and great art isn't it anyway enough for me this week chat to you next week as always it's been fun been lovely um do come and do give me a review please on spotify you can now do us reviews on itunes all the platforms you can even i'm now on youtube please come and have a chat with me on youtube and when it loads up i'm slowly getting through the back catalog of my episodes it's taking some time it takes a little while but uh, yeah do come and, and say hello um some of you do and it's always heartwarming when you do anyway bye for now guys keep safe keep rocking see you next week Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.